Hello and welcome to the Major Greatness Podcast, the podcast where we unpack not living for comfort. And so I got my friend here, James, and uh, he we live in the same neighborhood. <laughs> yep. And so we've been living in the same neighborhood, James, for probably 20 years off and on. Hey, would yeah. you say that's right? Yeah. Yeah? Se- where, several provinces even. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the first place you met? Do you remember? Uh, Radway, Alberta, John Paul II Bible School. I remember coming in early in the year and there was a ministry called Behold the Lamb and I remember meeting some members of Behold the Lamb and Kevin was on the team and I remember meeting him but I don't remember anything we said. <laughs> That's funny. Was that in your room, in your do- in the dorms or was that somewhere else? It was in the kitchen, was in, in the, the dining area. The dining area. Yeah. Oh, cool. The dining area, by the way, was the old morgue, wasn't it? The, like, it used to be a hospital. Oh. And, I, and it was either, the, I'm pretty sure it was the morgue or maybe something to do with bodies and maybe surgery or post-surgery. I don't remember. I, I don't, yeah, I don't remember hearing or knowing about that, but I know it was easier to clean than some of the other areas. So, um, yeah. You know, what brought you to, to jump on a second Catholic Bible school in the first place? So when I was nine years old, my sister went to John Paul II Bible School. Okay. And my sister, when it was time to graduate, she invited our family to come to the graduation. And my mother and I uh, drove up on a bus, on the Greyhound bus to Edmonton, and she picked us up and we went to the graduation. And I remember at the time thinking, these are the most joyful people and the most sincere people I've ever met. And And I remember thinking if God and the Holy Spirit in their life has made them that sincerely joyful, I want that in my life. And so after, after the graduation, I said to my mom, I said, I, I, I want to come here. Mm-hmm. And I went through my schooling and I, I went into grade 12 and, and I was actually planning on working with uh, at the time, it was the Sherwood Credit Union, now Conexus Credit Union. And um, this, something wasn't right in, in my heart. And uh, I, I remember one night in particular, I'd, I'd spent some time with some other people, um, some other Catholic friends of mine in prayer. And uh, I went to bed that night, and, and I knew in my heart I had to tell my parents that I needed to do something different. And I, I woke up in the morning. And it was a Sunday morning, and I told my mom, I think I need to go to Bible school instead of um, working at a bank. And how old were you at the time? I was, I was in grade 12, so I would have been 18. 18? Yeah, and I, and I, was, very, I was very concerned like I, I, that you know, my, my parents, my, my mom and my father, um, w- would be disappointed that I wasn't pursuing something that looked really good because because it was a it was a really good opportunity at the time with the credit union and and I just remember my mom and my dad being being pleased and and I and I had their blessing and I and there was no hesitation and so I, t- I took that as a okay I guess I'm gonna go but it, it, it was really at the last for me it was at the last moment like it was by that point, it was in June, and we graduate in June, right? So, oh, right, yeah. So I was I was probably one of the last applicants that year. Hmm. 
Very cool. So how many, was your sister involved with the John Paul II Bible School? And like, was there an official alumni that she was a part of from her graduation when you were nine years old to nine years later? This is still resonating with you. That's kind of interesting to me. What, I guess... Oh, that's uh, good. I'll put her aside, or, or should I not? No, no, this is yeah, this is me. good. So tell, me, tell me. Yeah. Okay, so that's a really good question because um, I didn't even think about this until you asked it. So when she came back, she she got um, involved in a local prayer group. And so that local prayer group, um, she would bring me along. I'd be a tag along. And I kind of wanted to go because it reminded me of the Bible school. Right, so we we would go and we would pray, um, and yeah, yeah, and it was hold this thought. Sure, we got a word from our sponsors. <laughs> There's no sponsor, just my wife. I'm gonna pause recording. So thanks to our sponsor, my wife, for not kicking this out. Um, so James, so you just finished telling me that, um, and I am I may or may not cut this out. I can't remember. It depends how awkward it is when it stopped. Yeah, but uh, so you just finished saying. So you and I, 10 minutes had passed, and you'd said that um, your sister was involved with the prayer group. Yeah. Okay, go go for it, James. Now tell me why. So right. nine years had passed from her graduation, and you showing up there being really impressed by the sincerity and um, the joy of her fellow graduates at this yeah. Bible school. And then now it's nine years later, and you want to go there yourself. Yeah. So what continued that flame for you? Um, so I went, and... Um, you went where? I, I, w I went to John Paul II Bible School. Okay. So, but my question though was like, between you going, okay, and and to her graduation, and then you going to school, what was it about your life or your faith journey that that made that experience nine years previous to you attending the school? What what made that resonate or stick with you over those nine years? Because those are tumultuous years, as teenager years. Yeah. That's whatever years. Yeah. So well, why did that stick, do you think? Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so, yeah, when my sister first came back, and, and maybe I mentioned this before, but, but she started going to a prayer group. Hmm. And, and because I, I the, the Bible school and the people there, I, I really perceived such a sincere joy. I, I really wanted to seek that out. So when she started going to a prayer group here, back where we live... I wanted to go too, which for a nine, ten-year-old might might not be like a common. Hey, I want to come too, or or maybe you know, with a bigger sister, it, maybe maybe it is more common. I don't know. Anyways, but but it it was my desire to seek that out. So I I, I went to this prayer group with my sister, and, and I found a very similar um, understanding of the people there and, and learning okay, how do we pray, right? And, and, and just learning some of the, just the real basics of, of prayer. And was this like a, a rosary prayer group? Was it a novena prayer group? Was it a, a charismatic prayer group? What ah, kind of prayer group was it? It was a charismatic prayer group, right? Yeah. So so we're... Catholic charismatic prayer group. Catholic charismatic prayer group. And and maybe a little background to that. I, I don't want to get too far down a rabbit trail. But in, in Regina, um, the the Catholic Charismatic Renewal um, actually came through the Marion Center. Oh yeah, that's right. And, I remember that. Yeah, in the in the late seventies. So this was an extension of that, mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it had gone through a family um, in Regina, 
and and had moved into their house the prayer group was in their house but it but it was it it, it at that time it was a very direct flow from that right, right. um so charismatic prayer group very catholic <laughs> very charismatic right um and and so really a, a good and solid devotion to the holy spirit hmm. um so something good for formative years and i'm very grateful for that um so so i joined that and then um not long after that uh, in elementary school I, I went into grade four and five and six and and at that point i i actually started struggling in high school um and and to me it was almost like witnessing the opposite of sincere joy right it, it, mm. and so i i felt myself in a sense trapped or or, or at least like a refugee in another land going to school because I, I sincerely the the desire of my heart was to seek out this sincere joy but i was going to school every day in a place um that that didn't seem to have that sincere joy and if anything you know maybe the opposite when you was so when you described yourself as a refugee when i think of that word i mean i, I visualize a refugee from one country to another and so when you describe yourself like that, you're saying that your home was this place of joy. Yeah. And you were somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and so I I, I went through elementary school and into high school. Um, very quiet, extremely quiet. I'm a, I I am an introverted person and and, and getting you to do this podcast is Oh my goodness. It's like pulling teeth. I'm it's sorry. Hard. Well, no, no, don't be mad. I mean, this is a challenge. This, this is hard. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I'm a little extroverted, I tend to walk onto this unplanned and randomly. But for you, unplanned and random is a, is a challenge. Oh, yeah. And that's a, such a blessing for me to have someone like that in my life because it teaches me to be more planned, to be more sincere. Well, and you're a blessing in my life because sometimes... We just need to share what's on our heart hmm. and in our life, right? Right. Um, even if it's messy, right? So, um, isn't there isn't there a quote from Pope Francis on that? Like, go out and make a mess. So here <laughs> here is my going out and making a mess in my own little way, right? Maybe, here maybe I don't know. So you attend the school? I uh, yeah. So well, well, and even before that, um, you know, you know, God gives us opportunities whether we see them or not I, I i truly believe that and so i i was in high school and i was hanging out with a group of people um in grade nine and th I, I didn't know they were people of faith or anything like that and they started talking about something called a search retreat and and i was going to a catholic high school and they were talking about the search retreat and i said well i'd like to go to that and they said, "Well, you got to be 15." And I said, "Well, I just I just turned 15." Hey, you squeaked in there. Yeah, and they and they looked at me and went, "Okay." And 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 I could like looking back on it now, they were probably like wondering why someone was volunteering to do this. But it, but it really was seeking out God and seeking out people who were affected by God in their life and 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 trying to understand that. And trying to understand what a relationship with God looks like. And so I went on the search retreat and and God's you know God spoke to me there, and really instilled in me a sense of of the need for personal prayer, and 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 for the importance of taking time to 
to spend time with God in my own personal life, in the interior life. And so it was a perfect time because in high school, I, I, I really kind of tried to fly under the radar. I did the best I could to not say anything or do anything or stick out. Um, and, and so in that time, I, I really developed um, an appreciation for, for that, for starting with the interior life. And... Um, yeah, yeah, and I and I didn't even I, I forgot about the Bible school. Like it it was a strange thing in that you know I remember telling my mom when I was nine I'm going to the uh, I'm I'm gonna go here when I graduate, and and when I was in grade twelve everything was lining up for me to work at Connexus Credit Union, and they were even they, they were gonna hire me and even offer to help pay for some of my education. And, and, and so everything was perfect, but my heart was unsettled. And it was unsettled until that point that I mentioned earlier that I talked to my parents. And, and in that moment, they, they had an instant yes, and I knew I, uh, I was supposed to go there. Um, and so I went there. And um, it was a wonderful year, but it was a year of challenge. I expected it to be a year where I would be with all these joyful people and it would just be joyful and I'd learn how to be more joyful. Right. But it wasn't that simple. And that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Relationships are not always really simple, complex and dirty. And I don't mean dirty in a sinful way, but they're just, they're just gritty. They're just... Messy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I went, and and it was a good year. I learned, I learned some things of character, like you know, oh, obedience. That you know. So, so, and and maybe just to clarify that, um, for myself, I'm really good with being called to have an informed conscience. I get that. That's something my brain gets. I'm okay with even not understanding something. And, and, and with a charitable spirit saying, I'm willing to work through it. But just a, just sheer obedience without understanding is, is a struggle of mine. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have, I'm inquisitive. I need to understand. And, and I think maybe some of my challenges there were related to just learning to, to trust God and, and to have obedience and be patient. Um, but it was a wonderful year. It was an amazing year. And I really felt God calling me. To, to keep pursuing him and, and, and to pursue him and to do ministry. And, and I remember coming back home, feeling the call to do ministry, but not knowing what to do with that. So I went to university for a year. Yeah. <laughs> and, Oh you my goodness! For a year, full stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. As I share this, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, how long is this podcast? Well, let's say be... we'll go on for five more minutes. Okay. And then we'll finish with a prayer. Okay. So. So five minutes. Uh, I do want to ask you a question. Okay. Or is there is there a burning thought you want to share? No. Sure? No. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Something you mentioned a couple of minutes ago was about um, developing a prayer life yeah. and having a deep interior life while you were a teenager. You know, yeah. In which you know, might not be extremely common, especially publicly shared anyway. Um, what did that interior life look like? And do you still continue the same thing today? Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got about five minutes. So if you want to, 
um, sum that up, or if, if there's a burning point you want to share, get to that. You're calling James. Oh man, I I'm like really the, curious about that question. I like the questions you ask. Oh yeah, yeah, because they make well, me. I'm in the business of asking questions. Well, as are you. But <laughs> sure, but they make me think about things I don't think about all the time. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and then and then I go, oh my goodness, I haven't thought about that. So, um. So, well, and th this is so. I, and I, does that have to be a pretty answer, by the way? Because yeah. we get like no listeners on this thing. So, okay, unpretty, unpolished answer. Well, how would you sum that up? What does it look like? Okay, so so I get home from from the search retreat and I go to my bedroom and and I'm recalling a scripture and I <laughs> and you know I I can't even think of where it is in the Bible right now, but I hope this is familiar to you because to me when I did this it reminded me of a of, of a certain verse in scripture so I, I went home and I went into my bedroom and I closed my door and I turned all the lights off and I lit a candle and I and I put on Christian music and I just started reading the Bible from a particular spot you just open it up Bible flip I I can't remember that mm. <laughs> I can't remember if I would I, I don't think I was doing the readings of the day yeah but I, I, I recall trying to start a gospel and then go through it mm -hmm. um, or hearing a, a gospel, in, you know, a quote from scripture and deciding to bring that into my prayer time and, and to reflect on that further. Um, but, you know, in that time, you know, and, and sometimes it would just be as simple as, as just sitting and praying to God and, and, and just listening to, to, Christian music and I, and I really felt God speaking to me through music and, and distilling my heart um, and, and for me in, 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 in those moments in the interior life and hearing um, other Christian artists singing about their devotion to God um, it, it, it just really spoke to me and, and it really helped me um, deepen my faith or, or if nothing else my devotion right mm. um and and so for me that that's always been something i want to share with others so um I, th I think in those interior moments that started to plant the seeds for me to start ser serving in music ministry um because i i've always thought if god can change my heart and deepen my relationship with him the way he has through the music that I've listened to and sung, maybe I can maybe I can be a conduit and, and help others come to know Jesus that same way. Amen. And if could you recommend so somebody right now who's just grasping his straws trying to serve God or get to know him a little bit deeper? If there is there an artist these days that you recommend or from the 90s back when you're listening to these things is there somebody you recommend during these past 20 years okay that really sticks out to you okay um okay i'll, I'll give a couple of recommendations although the my first recommendation is terribly dated but <laughs> it you know what it worked at the time so i have um jars of clay's first album jars of clay yeah is it flood um that was their single okay I think it was self-titled, um, and there's a song called "Worlds Apart." Oh, I love that song. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it gives me chills every time I hear that song. Did you ever hear their Evermore? Was it Evermore? Their live album? 
Yes. The, yes. The, in, on that live album is the best version of that song I've ever heard in my life. It moves me to tears almost every time. Okay, I'm listening to that tonight. Yeah, listen to it tonight. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Beautiful. Ugh. It's beautiful. I, w- I would listen to Worlds Apart over oh, and over and over again. Me too. Right yeah. on. I remember, you know, our buddy Colin Doyle. Yeah. So Colin Doyle loved those guys, and uh, he he was doing some reading, or he talked to him. Because, you know, back in those days when you were on the Radway crowd, and um, Jason Reinhardt. Yeah. You know, he had some connections with um, some a Christian festival in... Was it Leduc or, or, or Red Deer, Alberta? Okay. Does this ring a bell to you at all? No. Well, anyway, so I, I'm pretty sure this was when, um, but Jars of Clay was there, or was it Delirious? I, I'm getting a couple things mixed up. <laughs> I apologize. Anyway, so Colin Doyle said he, he loves Jars of Clay, okay. instrumental in his conversion too. And and that song, Worlds Apart, was one of, I think Colin's one of his favorite songs was Needful Hands. Oh, good song, yeah. And so Colin said that... Uh, for him, what resonated with him with Jars of Clay was that Dan Hasseltine was what had struggled with just severe anxiety mm. for a lot of his life, and that he, for Colin he can really hear this guy worshiping God from his own pain and trying to you know, um, grasp at straws with these needful hands to the heart of Jesus somehow. So for Colin, it really resonated with him knowing that about Dan Hasseltine. But, Wow. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like there, there was. Yeah. Like like that particular album. There's an earnestness, and yeah, anxiety. That makes a lot of sense because it, it's it's an album of devotion to God. Like there's some really beautiful prayers, but there's also songs where it's where there where there is brokenness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and and just that. That understanding, uh, you know, of, of just being honest of God, here I am, I'm broken, mm-hmm. feel worlds apart sometimes, right. but I, I don't want to be. And and that reminds me, and and I hope this isn't off topic. It's okay. But, we but got I, a topic. Okay, okay. Thing. Well, over, so over the years, um, God led me into working in music ministry and youth ministry for eight years of my life. And and there's a there's a handful of things that I heard um, serving in ministry that have always stuck with me. And one of those things is that God loves you where you're at, but too much to leave you there. That's beautiful. Say it one more time. Say it slowly so everybody hears it. Okay. God loves you where you're at, but too much to leave you there. Is that beautiful? So what would you say to somebody who's stumbling on this thing right now? We're whatever, however many minutes into it. So this is a big stumble <laughs> if they're here. But what, what would you say to somebody who's listening to this now? Maybe they're just, maybe they've got needful hands. Maybe they're fully aware of, of their need for Jesus and how far apart their worlds are. And what would you say to somebody who's trying to grasp it, knowing the heart of Jesus in a deeper way today? Or maybe their life is is a mess. Well think and and again you'll have to excuse me i i can't remember exactly what what verse this is but jesus says behold i stand at the door and knock and he's knocking he knocks at our door he he doesn't call ahead he knocks at our door (laughs) so hey by the way i'm coming by at this time at eight o'clock yeah 
Exactly. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And so, wherever you are in your house, in your life, it's okay. He stands at the door and knocks. And the beautiful thing is that even if you don't answer it right away, still, behold, he stands at the door and knocks. And all you have to do is open the door. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thanks so much, James.